Warning, Rule 34 is a literal shit show. You should not watch this with family, friends, coworkers, strangers, or by yourself. We do not recommend or discourage any of the kinks or fetishes discussed here, but we're pretty sure that some are dangerous. Rule 34 is not FDA approved and should not be used to teach your children about sex. Viewer discretion is advised. Behold the power of Rule 34! No exceptions! Okay, I just want to go ahead and add that I'm really super horny today. The Rule 34 of the internet. I'm not having bugs in my vagina, okay? Oh no! And I'll show you what's going to fit in that hole. It's in my pocket here. Because I'm wild, yeah! Butt cheeks. Okay. Hi. Hi. I'm patient. I thought that I'm Becky, but I'm definitely not. I'm not patient. <laughs> I'm not even a doctor. <laughs> uh, I hope everybody's doing a good, having a good night, doing a good night, whatever, you know, words that put sentences there. Um, We have guests on our show tonight. Guys didn't notice that there in the corner or wherever they're at yeah. on your screen. We don't know what it looks like. <laughs> yeah, we we have no idea. You guys, go ahead and say hello. Push yourselves. Jamie. I'm Ken. And I'm Lede. And and they're here with us tonight to explore the fun world of whatever the hell we're covering tonight. <laughs> that's what we do. I don't know what we talk about ever. I just don't know. <laughs> well, we'll get into that. Uh, speaking of, Becky, did you get the thing I tagged you in on Facebook the other day? It was the, um, gift or the meme of the guy, and it said, why should I give you a chance? And he played a song on the guitar with his tongue. I think, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Okay, well, well, one of the first things we're going to talk today about, I'm I'm battling a slight cold, y'all, so if I sound like shit or whatever... Start hacking up my lungs. Just ignore me. I've been drinking but since anyway. 9 o'clock this morning. <laughs> yeah, Becky's always drunk here. Um, <laughs> so tonight what we're going to be talking though about one of the first things. Talk about a couple different things. First thing is music, which is why I asked you about that. And if you really are not sure where I'm going with this, then we have bigger problems here. But we're going to talk I, about... I, I don't. We're gonna okay. Well, we got problems <laughs> as usual. We're gonna talk about your go-to fuck music, like the stuff that turns you on Ooh. and makes you want to make a baby, or the stuff that turns you off and makes you not want to make a baby. Barry White. <laughs> Barry White for turns you on or turns you off. Well, no, that makes me want to make a baby. Yeah. I, I mean, no baby's gonna be made, but still want to try. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we've got, um, we'll go through, we'll go through everybody's playlist. Um, Mike sent me his, um, go-to and his don'ts for music. And we'll go over those. Becky, what else do you like to listen to when you're in the mood? Just Barry White? Okay. Well, that was, I don't know. That was fun. That was good. I just usually have music playing and it depends on where. I am and what I'm doing, and seriously, like what vehicle I'm driving dictates what I'm listening to. Like, oh, that's all. But I like, um, I like Queen a lot. 
So like I, I play like Queen Radio on Pandora when oh, you're so fucking. fucking all the time. So you know, there's that. <laughs> <laughs> all right. What would you not listen to? Like if some guy had some music on, he was getting trying to dick you down, and he turned on a song. What song would he turn on that would have you instantly want to put all your clothes on and leave right away? Move, bitch. <laughs> Get off the wig. Get off the wig. <laughs> okay. Okay. Ken, Lydia, what do you you guys put on? Lydia, what do you guys put on when you're trying to make babies? Um, I like. I like R&B soul, so like Maxwell, um, the Isley Brothers, um, 112, Tank, <laughs> like when we, you know that song, I don't know if you heard of that one, but um, yeah, I'm more, I like more sultry kind of things. Okay. Um, yeah. What? What's one that like if somebody turned on, you would instantly put your clothes on and leave? Um, me and Mrs. Jones. <laughs> I get a bit fucked up real quick. <laughs> All right. What about you, Ken? Uh, music? Uh, none, really. I mean, I like to make my own music. Mm. So That's a good I really don't care what's in the background because I'm not paying attention to it. So I don't really pay attention to but it's got to have a really good rhythm, you know, so you can get those strokes in with the rhythm because that changes the whole mood. But let's talk about Mike's before we talk about mine. Mike says his favorites are jazz instrumental instrumentals. He doesn't like words, especially when dudes are singing because they distract him and he doesn't want to hear any male voices but his own when he's handling business. Makes sense. His second favorite Classical music, same idea, mm. no words. He loves piano music, long walks on the beach. And, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, but he did say he loves piano music, especially during rough sex, which makes no sense to me, but okay. Mm-hmm. He says there's just something more salulacious about it. I don't know. He used a big word, and I can't understand those. So there you go. <laughs> he said third type of go-to which I can 100% get behind on this is Prince. Mm. Yes. Prince is a god. He makes you want to have some babies. I don't care what nobody says. Same point. He says it goes against everything he just stated, but it's Prince and he's not sorry. Neither am I. He said his least favorite has a whole story to it. He said one night he had a girl over And she kept complaining because she didn't like the music that he picked out. So after going out of his way to please her, he finally said, screw it, and put on three six mafia. (laughs) And not like the modern day Grammy mafia, but the old school grimy horrorcore satanic triple six mafia. Not hardcore rap, but just straight up some horror movie shit. He was so pissed and he sent her a message. Because it was a terrible time, but she did never ask him to change the music again after that. Mm. Um, so, there's Mike's interest 
there, ladies. That's awesome. <laughs> good way now, to change. Good way to get a set. I it, see personally, I can't do the classical music or the 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 jazz because, like I said, I'm I'm well. Okay, jazz is about rhythm, but I'm I I need something. When I lost my virginity, I lost my virginity to Marilyn Manson. Okay. Wow. It oh. was playing in the background, and Damn. we did the deed, and that was the first time I had sex, and it was with Marilyn Manson in the background. So now, whenever I hear that song, I instantly get wet. I'm like, oh my god, this is where I lost my virginity right here. And so Marilyn Manson, hands down by default, always gets me wet because that's what I lost my virginity to. But if I know, like, I'm going to a little sex paid hookup and I'm, I'm trying to get in the zone there because I'm not for some reason horny and I'm trying to get horny I turn on like the basics okay I'm talking pretty Ricky you know play house touch touch any song that's about sex I play that song because I'm like I'm gonna go have sex now there's this one song that I just discovered it's called Breathe and it's mm. by somebody. I don't know who it's by, but it's like this rap, rock, your type of genre music. And he just, he's talking about going down on this bitch and fucking her until the neighbors complain and all sorts of stuff. But he does it in this little like, low, raspy voice the whole time. And Ever since I discovered that song, every time I hear it, I'm like, oh, my God, we got to go get laid right now. <laughs> right now. And I'm going to find fucking name of the song. or Well, the name of the song is Breathe, but I'm going to find the artist. And I'm going to have Mike. Or I'm going to share the link or something somewhere so you guys can hear it. But it's like the greatest fucking song ever made. I guarantee it. it it's hot. It's so hot. <laughs> it's a good song. <laughs> But as far as like turn me off, put my clothes on and leave if they played it type of music, country. <laughs> Gotta be country. If I hear something about my wife took the dog in the truck and left me alone and all I got here, if I hear that, I'm like, no. Nope. See, now yeah. we listen you to a lost shit ton of your tongue privileges. Like, we, we listen to a shit ton of different kinds of music. When I'm in my Jeep and I'm commuting to work, I have country music playing. And I will tell you that the majority of the music that I hear is, like, upbeat, uh, like, party songs or, like, romantic love songs. And it's all fucking hot and shit. And I'm like, how is this okay. country? How, I, how do you I, think about that Yeah, shit? I'm not saying I don't listen to country because I do. And there's, don't get me wrong, there's some songs that are like, I guess they would be all right. Like, what's that one? Baby, lock them doors and turn the lights down low, whatever. You know what song I'm talking about? Yeah, you would think that would be a good one for fucking or whatever. But I'm sorry. I hear that twangy country beat and I'm just like, no. I will tell you, if I hear knocking boots and I'm having sex, I will bust up laughing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm like that's the mood killer right there. I'm telling you, just—they've tried making a few country songs for fucking, and it's just—it just doesn't work because the—it just mm. don't work. 
that don't work. You can't have country music on and be like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, daddy. Like, no, it just doesn't work. No. Actually, if I'm masturbating, I can't have any background music at all. I got to turn my speakers off and shit. Okay, I was just about to say that. Um, if I'm looking at TV and I get in the, find myself getting real because I stay horny, or if I'm at like a do the spa day, I'm making the bath time like a, a, a an event. Yeah, it, I have to turn everything. I have to hear myself because I go uh-huh. into my. <laughs> oh, I'm on your side. Freaking I'm me! I'm still, I'm still in the mindset because I do have a roommate and all that. I'm so I'm still in that mindset of I have to be quiet when I masturbate. So like. I like having like music or TV on just so I don't have to worry about being like super quiet, but also so that my roommate doesn't hear me like, oh yeah, <laughs> oh yeah, because they know I'm home alone. Like, well, I mean, they know I'm in my room alone. Like, obviously, they know what I'm doing. Like, I really don't need them to hear it too because that's <laughs> just weird. So, I mean, I'm considerate at that aspect, but if I'm home alone, the only thing that I like having going on is like porn because I like I'm I like the sound like I love hearing other people moaning and all that so like I will have porn playing in the background just so I can be like oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> I will tell you we did that this morning we, we had our morning sex with uh, I had a porn playing on my phone and I put it on the I, I put it on the other pillow and I'm like here you can watch this if you want He's like, you can shut that off. I'm good. I'm like, no, I'm listening to it. <laughs> yeah, I would rather listen to porn as opposed to watching porn. I'm I'm I like to get into my partner. Like like connection, you know, like I I wanna have my sex be about being with my partner. Yeah, I mean I have those times too, but there's also times when I'm just trying to get my nut. <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> yeah i'm not gonna I've, even lie like i've, I've legitimately gone people. over i've legit <laughs> gone over to like a hookup house or like even my significant other and been like look i'm gonna be honest with you i really don't give a fuck about you your feelings or nothing else i'm just trying to get off so i'm gonna need you to help me make that happen right now or get the fuck out of the way <laughs> that's all it is and I've straight up told people that and that has been some of the hottest sex I've mm. ever had before when I'm just like, yeah, I'm just trying to get off and that's it. So anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so what about you guys? Nothing. You got nothing. <laughs> she kind of threw me with that one. <laughs> I, I ruined it with the whole I'm just trying to get off thing. Oh no, that's at the end of the day, that's what it's about. Yeah, I mean it's, I'm all for the connection, I guess, but there's times when I'm just horny and I don't give a fuck about nothing else. I'm you know like what? always in a relationship though. That's you know, that's the hard part for me. Like yeah. I said, I've done it with significant others. I remember one time I was dating this guy and I was like we were driving home and I'm like, babe, when we get home, we're going to fuck. And he was like, okay. And he used to hate when I call it fucking. He was like, it's making love. And no, I'm like, no, <laughs> no. Two no. categories there. Yeah, that's what I told him. I was like, no, today, <laughs> when we get home, 
it is just fucking. I'm talking straight up porno style. Gonna have me bent in positions that I shouldn't be bent in. Have straight porn fucking. Like the shit out of me. I don't want to make love. I don't want to be romantic. I need to get fucking pounded. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. And he was like, okay. I was like, yeah, it's going to happen. And he's like, all right. We went home, did some of the kinkiest, nastiest sex that we've ever done together. And I was like, that was hot. We probably should have recorded that because I don't think we will ever have any sex like that ever again because that was like the hottest sex ever. He was like, yeah. It was good. It was good. I was like, yeah, do you see the difference between making love and fucking now? Yeah, but I really wish you wouldn't call it that. I was like, oh my god. You don't get it. (laughs) You really didn't. That's why he don't get it no more. (laughs) (laughs) That was unfaithful. He could not. Rule 34. Talk about things for your vagina. Come on, Becky. You know you love when we talk about weird shit. Well, Mike went ahead and went out into the weird world of sex things. And not these aren't necessarily sex toys, but they're things that are made for a woman's vagina that maybe could not exist. Like the Eiffel Tower? Oh well, yeah. yeah. This first one actually, yeah. Becky, you're gonna love. You're going to love it. I promise. Yeah. <laughs> Are you ready? Yes. Glitter bombs. A what? A glitter bomb. Glitter is the most horrible substance on the fucking planet. It should be banned worldwide. <laughs> I knew you were <laughs> but that's not good. Yeah, that, that's probably the worst thing in the world for that because just yeah. think about how much glitter you actually have to get off. It just runs yeah. up something with it. Yeah. And it yeah. takes 10 years to get rid of. Yeah, in six months, you're going to be going to your OBGYN with a vagina that looks like a goddamn disco ball. <laughs> I will tell you, when I get Christmas cards in the mail, I feel the fucking envelope. I'm like, computer <laughs> in it. I'm not opening this fucking thing because I have to spend the next 10 years of glitter in my it. fucking life. <laughs> Don't well, send me anyway, I will kill these you. glitter bombs are rainbow colored. Of course they are. And now they the are amount made, of fucking unicorns ass. They are made for your vagina. They have them yes, as their their little gelatin capsules that are filled with candy flavored glitter. So it's edible that's, glitter. That's crazy. And you insert it into your vagina and keep it there until it dissolves completely, releasing the unicorn throw up with your natural lubricants from your vagina. I'm going to need the name, address, and social security number of the fucker that invented this so I can go kill this person. (laughs) You're wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. You could not possibly be any more wrong. Well, probably who frequents the strip club. Some people say it's okay to have rainbow colored cakes. And although food dye cannot be can't be all that great for you, it's probably still best to leave your nether regions alone. It goes through you 
It goes through enough for you. Seriously, though, gynecologists warn that they could cause terrible STIs mm-hmm. or vaginal sunburns. The fuck? <laughs> <laughs> yes, Becky. So Ken said something lovely about strippers. <laughs> Yeah, and all I'm thinking in my head is, okay, it dissolved in your vagina while you were in the back room, and now you're out there on the pole spraying fucking everybody with glitter out of your vagina. <laughs> well, yeah, and it's great because it's candy flavored. So all the patrons have to do is sit there, uh, open their mouth, catch them. You know? I mean, I guess that's the plus side to it, the fact that it's candy flavored. You don't have to worry about cleaning it up. Your partner is just going to have to put in some tongue work for you. So, I'm just putting it out there. If it's candy flavored and you got a raunchy pussy, it makes it taste better. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm lost. The day has a comment. <laughs> tongue no, no, it's got nothing. No. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I could see some trashy girls that I used to know, like, getting these and being like, my pussy don't. Thanks, bitch. It's, it's uh-huh. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, ladies, I got that good uh, shit now. I didn't have to go to the doctor. I just got me a glitter bomb. <laughs> yeah, ladies. Uh, disclaimer right here. Huge fat one. Okay, glitter bombs are not a replacement for a doctor or actual vaginal cleaning. Like, clean you. yourself up, <laughs> you nasties. <laughs> or we'll end up with an STI or a vaginal sunburn, which I didn't even know that was a fucking thing. And I, it sounds terrifying. Yeah, that's gross. <laughs> I would hate to have a vaginal sunburn walking all weird. They'd be like, what's wrong with you? Oh, I got I a got vaginal sunburn, you know? I got burned. <laughs> you got what? Got burned. <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> I can't even imagine that. I can't even. I really can't. I, honestly, though, you want to know the part about that that bothers me most? That it's, they described it as a gelatin capsule. A gelatin capsule. Ugh. No. No. Not okay with that. Just out of curiosity, how long does it take to dissolve to make your vagina all glittery and candy-like? I guess it depends on how quick your vagina gets wet, because it said it goes off your natural lubricant, so I guess it just depends on how moist your pussy is. Well, I'm just saying, like, if a stripper, per se, (laughs) decides that she's going to go out there and dance on the pole, and she's got, like, some kind of weird infection where she's juicy all the fucking time, with a creamy texture um so mm-hmm. she's out there and she decides to stick a whole bunch of these up into her cooch you know no, I just, you just i would you just save the butt upper butt did i mean i would no 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 patience 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 stop the day you got me uh did somebody mention a butt? No, not here. Butt. Can you can you can you put them in your butt? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, again, it, it, I shit glitter, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. 
again, it says <laughs> it's your vaginal it, that makes it dissolve. So I guess you could, in theory, put it up your ass if you had a moist asshole. I'm going to but... take a whole fucking bottle of this shit, shove it up my ass and in my vagina, and I'm going to show you guys what it comes out like. <laughs> if you want to take one for the team, you do that. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, okay. this is happening. <laughs> you go ahead, but I'm not. I'm against it. Also, like, could you imagine? Glitter is itchy, so, like, your whole cooch should be itchy. Is it, is it, is it dissolvable glitter? Does it go away? I mean, it's edible, so. That doesn't guess, mean anything. I guess it, I don't know, sometimes edible stuff melts. I don't know. But if it melts, then that just makes a whole nother mess because now it's just sticky and uh, nasty. Ew. Yeah, but if it's stripper, it's already sticky and nasty. I should not say that, okay? In my defense, I do know a lot of strippers and not all of them are nasty. Most of them are very clean people. Like they go to the doctor regular, they have regular fucking home lives, and they don't have sex all kind of with weird strangers for money. Okay, most of the strippers I know are very clean people. Mm -hmm. So I'm not actually stripper bashing. It's just funny for this show. <laughs> yeah, I mean, as far as the sticky thing goes, that was the problem I had with the gelatin capsule was the sticky part. Because when you think of jello, it's already yeah. like, nope. Anyway, let's move on. Let's just move on because we can talk about the glitter vagina bombs all night. That's true. The next one we have is camel toe cushion. Like a bunion pad for your cooch? Well, camel toe is a problem that every woman has faced at one time or another and while it seems like a good solution doctors warn that putting something sticky to such a sensitive area can cause a reaction trauma cuts tears yeast or thrush 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 that's an yeast thrush no yeah. thrush is disgusting so why not yeah. just i i don't know if you got that problem pull them down don't wear it does it does say instead of buying these camel toe cushions, try something like wearing longer shirts or more flattering pants, which is always a good idea. But, you know, there are stupid people out there that need to be told these things instead of just knowing them like most people do. All right. Camel toe is caused by like cutting off the circulation. So women who wear tight fitting pants is the it's the reason why you have an extremely large camel toe. Like every woman has a bump down there. Every it doesn't matter. That's the way that the vagina is designed. But when you cut the circulation off with tight fitting pants or tight underwear or in any way, it makes it inflame. And it, after a while, it goes <laughs> that way. Yeah, that's the little ankle knackers. <laughs> loud ass dogs yeah so I, I don't know I I've saw a whole seen, show on that I've, I've never really personally had a huge issue with like camel toe I think 
the only time I've really had a problem with it is when I was trying on something and I was like, oh yeah, this is small or, oh my God, yeah, this is not going to fit. And I took it, you know, like, I was like, no, we're not going to wear these. But like, that was it. Like, I know my limits. I'm not stupid. But again, we have stupid people out there who need to be told to wear clothes that fit them and not use something like a a vagina cushion to cover up your fucking camel toe. So, ladies, don't do that. The next thing we have is vaginal deodorant and cooling underwear. Now, there are women out there who I know this these things um, because I've met some musty bitches before and I'm just like, yeah, this is something they need in their life. Okay, no, I just I just do want to say this is something I'm for. Like, I have, like, a hot crotch. I'm not saying anything. Like, I am just a very internally hot person. I mean, right. I, I'm not hot to the extent where I would need something like that but i don't wear tight fitting pants either now in the summertime i don't care where you are in the summer it's hot i would love to have some cooling underwear just for the fact that i don't want swamp ass but well that's why you're supposed to wear cotton panties because they're breathable well i do but it's hot as fuck you know but i'm telling you have you ever tried silk silk is the most horrible thing you can put on your vagina i've never tried silk panties Anyway, seventeen. I bought some from Victoria's Secret. It was a thong. Went right up. Oh my god! Most horrible thing I've ever ever done. Oh no! Bad. Well, ladies, if you haven't heard already, your vagina sweats just like the rest of your body. This can sometimes result in uncomfortable chafing and unpleasant smells. While you should be aware that some smells can indicate a health issue, if you've just run a 5K in the sun, it's probably nothing to worry about. Bless you. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay, I thought I had another one come in, but I don't. Okay, so... I was just breathing hard. If you've just, if you've just ran a 5K out in the hot sun, it's probably nothing to worry about. And deodorant and or cooling underwear could help you stay dry down there for those occasions. You have to use specific products designed for your vagina. However, and you should only use it on the outside areas unless others. Never, ever, ever insert anything weird like glitter bombs into your vagina. Yeah, apparently there is such a thing as vaginal deodorant and underwear. So you guys, if you're a little mustier, you should look into that. But also, as it's stated, check with your doctor to make sure that you're not just... Check, baby, check, baby, one, two. Yeah. Make sure you're not having some kind of health issues. But... So, I mean, for, for, like, decades, they've had, like, the feminine wash. Like, it, they make soap for your girly parts. Yeah, and even then, you're, like, as stated, you're not supposed to stick that stuff up in your vagina. No. Like you're just supposed to wash it like you're washing your arm. Yeah. Just but it's, it's balanced to help you like <laughs> maintain a reasonable scent and to like not sweat excessively. I've yeah. used them before and I really like them. It it keeps you from like getting like super dry or and, I, and I'm not talking about, like, your vagina. I'm talking about, like, just 
like your your inner thighs and shit you know yeah, like yeah i have a huge problem with my inner thighs because i got chunky thunder thighs um, next thing we have is called bejazzle and batus batus i don't really know how to say it it's I'm afraid to ask what the yeah, fuck no, that no. is. That 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 sounds like that that gelatin thing. <laughs> yeah. Bedazzled vaginas. Say, it definitely goes hand in hand with the wow. thing. Uh, um, so it says, "Why not glue sparkly rocks on your crotch? <laughs> what could oh, possibly be the jazzling?" A term that comes from ever popular popular bedazzling refers to attaching gems to your fresh freshly waxed oh, crop. Oh. In pretty designs. I won't even wear that shit on my fucking pants pockets. I'm yes. not putting it on my fucking vagina. Wow. It I'm says a, that if you're change. <laughs> It says that if your area is already sensitive to certain things, do not subject it to any type of glue. It's a fucking vagina. It's sensitive. <laughs> but I want to see a man put this on his balls. Tell me it's not fucking sensitive. <laughs> you never know how you'll react to it. Besides, those gems could end up in some strange areas when they fall off. Of but course. Doing- or airbrushing designs above or around your crotch. It's a bit safer, but there's always the possibility of it rubbing off from sex or clothing. So, Batuming is an airbrushed tattoo design type of deal, and bedazzling is bedazzling your vagina. Yeah. No. No. <laughs> no. 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 Hail to the no. I vote no. <laughs> I vote no. I, I, I definitely not go for the, the dazzling vagina, but I would get an actual tattoo near or close to my vagina. Not a tattooing tattoo, not an airbrush design, because that, like they said, it rubs off. But I would, I would get like a, like a little, like, or something tattooed by my pelvic area for sure. I wouldn't care. Would you get it pierced? No. No. <laughs> oh my god. You know they do that. They do piercing. I know. On, like like Jacob's ladder on a dick. They do that in your vagina. Yeah. Clip pierced as well as there's another part inside the vagina that you can get pierced but I don't think you probably up. Yeah, no, on the outside. The lady, yeah. No, yeah, no, they, on they the inside. They they just together as a chastity device. Mm. Yeah, no, I would never because I have a legit fear of like it getting ripped off during sex or something. Yeah, that, that's. Well, and yeah. I would not. I would not. I, I'm all for tattoos and piercings, but as far as getting genitalia pierced, I would never, in a million years, I would never, ever, 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 ever get my genitalia pierced or, like, mess around with a dude who had his dick pierced because I would be so afraid of it being ripped off during sex. I have actually 
terrifying thing. This. What? No. Explain. Not, not on the inside, but I have had it on the outside. And let me tell you, you have you you had the piercing, or 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 the person had the piercing. No, I had the piercing. Oh, do talk. Yeah, I want to hear. Yeah. It was just very uncomfortable. And it got ripped off on a regular basis. Nope. 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 Not like ripped out. Not like through the skin. But like, you know, it's a ring with the ball. And the ball would get knocked out because of the sex with the dick oh. and the dick would turn the ring and rip it out. See, see regularly. See, <laughs> see, regularly. No, 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 because that's too close to being actually ripped out that I would be, yeah. after the no, no, I'm not doing I, it. I had it for probably a year and a half. No, nope, I, I want to take it out. I'm like, one. there is nothing currently pierced on my entire body, not even my ears. I am done with earrings, any kind of piercings for the rest of my life. Never getting anything pierced ever again. I wouldn't do it. So, let's <laughs> talk about the next thing because I'm going to have nightmares now about vagina. Oh, no. What about nipple piercings? My nipple Patience has hers done. Yeah, my nipple piercing is fine, but I mean, except they get caught on everything all the fucking time. Yeah, those are those are a pain in the ass enough. Let alone something on my vag. No, it's different. Yeah, I got mine pierced too. Yeah, it's way different. Never those I can get your vagina pierced. I'm just saying, those I can see and I can touch and I can control and I'm more aware of those than I would be something in or around my vagina. I'm not doing that. Yeah. Let's talk about something else. Like I said, okay. I'm gonna have nightmares about vagina piercings being ripped out. Vaginal mint. What? Vaginal mint. Mints for your vagina. Okay, now we're it's, going back to the candy flavored shit. <laughs> it says it's a different flavor. Does it come in glitter form? <laughs> it says, Are you worried that your guy doesn't like the way you taste down there? Well, just pop a mint in. I don't mean for your breath. These mints are labeled novelty products in case something goes wrong. Which, you know, you see something like that written down on a product description and you're always instantly like, well, fuck, sign me up. It says they are meant to dissolve in about an hour and are you safely flavor her natural sweet and flavoring. Mm. Or no, are used to safely flavor her naturally sweetened flavor. I, I, have, I have a question. What? Um. So, anything minty has a slight tingle to it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <yeah>. <laughs> Do <laughs> we all know where I'm going with this? Yeah. yeah. This is why you should never use icy hot as a sexual lubricant. <laughs> God, I would recommend against that so much for. um are made without using artificial dyes however the primary ingredient is sugar which can mess up your ph and lead to yeast infections and other conditions 
If your partner doesn't like the taste of your badge but expects you to beg for his semen, just dump him and find a guy with good taste. <gasps> pun intended. What? Oh, well, give me one full one. Oh, it looks like I got like the. Becky's distracted as fuck right now. I'm getting a beer. Good lord. Hurry up. Clear it out. He's kissing me. Look at he's all dirty. Dirty boy. <laughs> Hi, Bob. Right. Thank you, Sean. Hi. Hi. <laughs> For rematch, it's not rigged. <laughs> it was not rigged. I swear to God, he didn't know any of the answers. Yeah, I kept Trump. stealing all mine. Anyway, <laughs> Becky, how mm. would you like to get paid to watch porn? Oh, I'd be a millionaire. <laughs> <laughs> what about you guys? You guys down to get paid to watch porn? Yeah. <laughs> well, we're going to tell you how to do it. If you like watching porn, want to do it for a living and get handsomely rewarded for it, you can apply to be Cam Soda's Camming Connoisseur. No way. What? AKA their CCC. The CCC will anonymously engage with adult models and private camming sessions and then write a verified review for the site. As an anonymous user, the, model, the models will deliver uninfluenced performances that will yield more accurate reviews. Key performance metrics include, but are not limited to, quality of their orgasm, their ability to talk dirty, their use of toys, and the time that it takes to ejaculate. Now, whether or not it's for them, I don't really know, but I assume for you, how long it takes you, the viewer, to come. Review subjects will be assigned by Cam Soda to ensure a variety of girls are being reviewed. The work is inherently rewarding and the hours are flexible. CCCs get to work from their homes, which, you know, that's always great because who wouldn't want to go into the office with a bunch of their co-workers and watch porn together while trying to masturbate and see how fast they can come to the porn? Ooh. I said that would be one messy ass office. Could you imagine being the janitor who would have to come in and clean that office? Dude's just coming all no, over when, the place. When, when I'm masturbating at work, it's either in my car or in the bathroom. I heard you say that on a, another podcast. <laughs> I heard that. <laughs> I used to work in an adult bookstore that had million rooms. That is probably the oh. worst thing in the world. Oh. I worked at a movie theater and they treated that like an adult yeah. bookstore private view. There was dirty condoms and panties all over the fucking oh. place. People are nasty. Oh, wow. Well, anyway, the CCC is not only a real position, but it comes with a nice salary of 69000 annually. Well, it is how much, how much time do you have to dedicate to that? Because well, they said the hours are flexible. Let's see if it tells uh, the hours in a minute. Like, is it a full time job, or can I do this in my spare time? Uh, well, like I said, it says flexible. Let me see if it says in here. 
It says the job certainly has it per its perks, and the main role for the CCC is to make sure that nothing illegal is going on during the cam streams. Basically, you got to make sure that the cam girl isn't smoking crack or underage, or that there's not some in the background forcing her to perform these sexual performances. There are there are all legitimate reasons for this position to be an actual position. But the only thing it says after that is that all of the positions have currently been filled for Cam Soda, so you'll have to check back later for another opportunity. I want an opportunity. Well, keep checking the Cam Soda site and see when they open up positions for porn viewers. And maybe then on the site, it will tell you if the hours are flexible, full-time, part-time, whatever. Okay. Either way, I would definitely try that out. I would check into that. Sounds like a great job. (laughs) I know, right? (laughs) It does. I mean, you get to work from home. It's an annual salary of $69,000. Now, the salary's kind of funny. I mean, well, I think that was the point was, you know, yeah. you know, <laughs> um, yeah. so like, I want to do this. That <laughs> was a very good year. Hey, I'm just saying, just mm. checking the site. You will have your opportunity soon. I'm sure that they keep those positions open all the time. I keep some positions open as often as I can. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. All right. So, <laughs> that's a lot of sex. What do you want? <laughs> Rule 34. We have our special guest here on the show tonight. Um, and we have guests on here every so often, but we have these two on here tonight to actually talk to us about. BDSM because it's amazing. What's BDSM? Really? <laughs> really? People, what it is? Oh my god. Well, I I've done most of the talking, so let's leave that up to the guests. The guests can tell you, Becky, exactly what BDSM is. In, in short form, BDSM <laughs> is basically any, as most people would say, it, it's all the kinky stuff. You know, all your fetishes, it is your, in our case, lifestyle choices, things of that nature. So uh, BDSM stands for, depending on who you talk to, bondage, discipline, sadomasochism, or bondage, uh, bondage, dominance, submission, masochism. Either way it goes, it's all the same thing. It is lifestyle choices of what you want in your life, whether it be to be a master, a submissive, a dominant a submissive. If you are the type of person who likes to experience pain and you get pleasure from that, you would be someone who would definitely fit into the world of BDSM. All right, so you guys are the experts on this. So 
what's like what is some advice that you have for somebody who's just like learning about bdsm or wondering if it's like a lifestyle that they're they can get behind or into or whatever the biggest thing i would tell people is it is not it, it's like we'll say going swimming you're not sure what the water's like dip your toe in it first don't just jump in head first don't take everybody's word for oh this is that this is bad this is good because i always tell people your kink is not my kink right what I like to do and what i like to experience you might not like. So, in her case, the first time I took her to a club, she about freaked out and ran out. Uh-huh. And she's like, it is got to be the god-awful worst place on earth. And I'm like, everyone in there has their own thing. Like, literally everybody. So, now, she can walk in and be like, okay, well, they're into this. That's their thing. That's not my thing. I'm going to steer away from that group. Right. That nature. So, how old were you when you first got into BDSM? Fifteen. Wow. All right. And it was a total fluke. Because the person who introduced me to it caught me playfully spanking her daughter and told me that was the wrong way to do that. Damn. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay. She knows the story, so I don't know why she's like tapping her head. She knows the it, story. It, it blows my mind every time I hear it. <laughs> uh, so she basically taught me the correct way and proper way of doing it. I want to thank her. <laughs> you don't have to answer this if you don't want to. I'm just wondering if she taught you how to spank her or her daughter. Both. Dang. <laughs> <laughs> All right. She taught me the way to right. spank her daughter, but Damn. she <laughs> became a very willing participant. I'm pretty sure I saw the porno like that Yeah. Once. <laughs> no, because I'm pretty sure if her daughter would have ever found out, she'd have freaked out. So, yeah, no. Oh, it was not ever at no. the same time. Okay, gotcha. Oh, I thought it was like the same oh, time. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. We <laughs> so, were in high school, so I was I'm pretty sure if it happened at the same time, her daughter would have went to school and said something, and the whole school would have probably been like, like what the? Guys would have, of course, <laughs> congratulated me because, hey, you nailed right. her mom. But everybody else would be like, oh, that's sick. Uh, right. So, what is uh? Wait, 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 wait. Lede, how old were you? Oh. Um, I was I was just about to turn 50. So, yeah, I was 49. It was, the, yeah. Mm-hmm. So like, you had never you... experienced anything like it before? Mm. No, I mean, I uh, okay, so I was vanilla and um, in my little circle of friends, I was the kinkiest one. And so we would get together, like the girls would get together on Friday nights and I'd be the one like showing them different types of positions and stuff, like how to suck your breasts and things like that. They were like, did what? But it wasn't until, yeah, it, it's, 
Yeah. <laughs> so, um, Mike had another question here. I'll I'll ask his in a minute because I have a question. What you each have your own separate things, I assume. What is uh, each of you guys' favorite parts of BDSM? I'll let her answer first. <laughs> um, I I love being told what to do. Um, I love thinking of things um, that would please him, like bath time or having a massager come over when he's off work. I like pampering, but I like being pampered. But it for me, it, the turn on is um, the <clears throat> like the foreplay in in the mind. He plays with my mind a lot. Mind fucks me all the time. And so when he's not with me, what I'll do is I find myself getting getting horny and thinking about things he said or done before. Hell, I can be listening to a song and I'll I'll get goosebumps to this day. And it's been seven years, but. Um, I mean that we've been together, but um, for me, someone being in, uh, ultimately in control of everything is a turn on. But I love pain, so sometimes I'll brat just to get punished. Yeah. Oh, I did that one time. Okay. I uh... wait, wait, wait. I'm sorry. I just have a quick question. So, are you ultimately? The one in control? Oh no, he <laughs> no. I don't know. I don't. You are no, a, a total sub. Truly, yeah. That that one BDSM test. I'm I'm hundred percent sub. Like sex slave, okay. masochist. A lot um, of times, subs are the actual dominant one. So that's no, why. Not not. I don't ever like. I'll tease and say, "My spank you says try it and see what happens." It just doesn't do anything for me. But let him spank me. I'll come. Like I'll spread no, no, all over. No, no, no. Like uh, you make the rules. Like you are no. always the one. That's that. That's what I mean by that. Because a lot of times the sub is actually the dom by setting the ground rules, and the, the oh. so-called dom only is the dom as far as it's allowed. Oh, he can explain so that. What you're explaining is the dynamic of how the relationship is. Mm -hmm. The Dom is you only have as much power as any sub gives you. Right. Now the case to that is if you have boundaries, let's say there are boundaries and safe words, and she says this is a hard limit. If your dominant does not if your dominant does not acknowledge that limit and decides he wants to push that limit or go over that limit then what's going to happen is he's going to break the trust that you have in him to do the things he wants to do to you that you're willing to participate in. So let's say you're willing to participate in spankings. And your heart limit is spanking with your hand, with a belt, with a paddle. You can't use like a riding crop because of the, the marks mm -hmm. that leave. And he goes through one day you're playing and he goes through, he does everything else. And he grabs a writing crop and he strikes you with it several times. He's broken the trust that you put in him that he's going to at least understand your hard limits and stop there. So ultimately, the power is the dynamic you have. It's the respect you have for each other. 
So you're in people's head. They're like, well, the sub has all the power. No, the, the sub has all the power to give up that power for him to be her dominant or her to be his dominant. That's the all that's. And once they give up that power to that person, it's like any other relationship. If she says stop, you stop. You know, no means no. If we're at an event and someone's like, Did we lose oh, them? They froze. Damn it! I was really getting into this because this is the exact answer the, to the question that I've I've had for a really long time. Like I I have seriously questioned, you know what what exactly is it? You know what I mean? Right. No, I understand what you're saying, but like I I also understand his answer. Oh, they had to leave. Yeah, pop back they might be having some technical problems. But I know exactly what he was talking about. Like, he was basically, it, it's not that the sub necessarily has the power, but it's it's the, the vulnerability that she, the sub gives to the dominant. Yeah. It's 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 not about necessarily the power, but the, the vulnerability behind it all. Mm-hmm. It was basically what he, where he was going with that. Um, so I, I get what he was saying with BDSM though is the trust. So yeah, you yeah. have to have 100% trust in your partner if you're going to be in a BDSM relationship. And if they cross that line, like he said, you can't go back. Yeah, there's definitely, that's definitely the main thing about BDSM is the level, like two people who don't trust each other cannot have a BDSM relationship. It's, it's dangerous and toxic if that, if, those two people have tried to attempt to have that type of relationship but uh yeah it's 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 definitely a bdsm relationship is definitely built 100 percent on trust and respect of your partner um fully and i i 110 support that because i i i basically like will categorize myself as somebody who is into bdsm i i do love the dom of lifestyle and all that however i'm a switch so with me it can go either way you know i go into it with the mindset that i always have that full power all the time because i i am a switch but it's like he was saying it's not so much about who has the power as the level of trust that you guys have between each other and respect Uh, yeah because i i was in a relationship with somebody who we were both very into the bdm bdsm lifestyle but he had no respect for me whatsoever so like one day we were we were having a um we were we were having sex and we were we were doing a lot of choking with each other but he went really far with it and even though i was like definitely trying to get him to stop i couldn't speak because he was he was going so hard with the choking and all that he actually left a bruise around my neck that I didn't even notice until the next day. Wow. And that was like a hard no for me because although I like to be choked and I like to be spanked and all that, I don't like marks being where they can see. Like, I don't like looking like an abuse victim necessarily. Right. And so when I, when I seen that mark on my neck that he had left from choking me, you know, I mean, there was a moment of panic during the sex because I thought I was going to die. Right. Um, 
And so that at that point is when I realized that him and I were not a good fit for each other. That's when it was not a healthy BDSM relationship. That was toxic and abusive at that point. Right. Um, and that that's what a lot of people don't understand when they start thinking, when they think BDSM or they think about that lifestyle, they think pain and, you know, really gross stuff and things like that. They think more about it from an abusive perspective. Whereas mm -hmm. if you have that trust, it's not abusive, it's pleasure. It's not pain, it's pleasure, you know? And um, that point was when I realized that him and I were not a good fit and that we didn't have a, a BDSM relationship. We had an abusive relationship and I kicked his ass to the curb. Because That's although I am all for being whipped and tied up and choked, I'm not about die because you want to put your hands on me the wrong way. Right. So, See, I, I found out when I was in my 20s that I'm actually a dom because I I was in a relationship where I needed more out of my sex life and I I tied up my boyfriend on a regular basis but I never crossed any lines with him. I always respected, you know, like is that too much? Right. We, like we it was it was my first BDSM relationship where I had the whips and I had the handcuffs and you know like a lot of that stuff and it we had an open relationship so he I, I was in a relationship where I needed more out of my sex life and I I tied up my boyfriend on but I never cross any lines with him I always respected you know like is that too much right like we it was it was my first BDSM relationship where I had the whips and I had the handcuffs and you know like a lot of that stuff and I have no idea what's going on we had an open relationship so I I was in a relationship where I needed more out of my sex life and I I tied up my boyfriend on regular but I never crossed any lines with him. I always respected, you know, like is that true? Are we, are we back? I don't know what's going on. Okay, there we go. Whoa. My my screen freaked out for a minute. Becky was completely frozen and the story that yeah. she was telling just kept repeating over and over again. And I was like, I really, oh my god. I I was I've been watching all you guys and listening to everything that I already just said and I'm like what? Sorry <laughs> so about anyway, that. We had some technical difficulties. <laughs> We're good now. Um. So yeah, Becky and I were just exchanging stories while we were yeah. waiting for you guys. Uh, to we were. We could hear you, but we weren't actually. Oh, in the room. Oh. <laughs> okay. Well so, then. Um. So, but but anyway, so I I had a really open relationship with him. I was just gonna finish my story real quick. I had an open open relationship with him. Like we weren't. I broke up with him like a year and a half before this, but I was still living with him, and we were still like having sex with each other when he was home. But I started like having this relationship with my friend, but we weren't. We didn't have sex. We had sexual relationship relations but not sex and this one night he he tied me up so then at that point i'm the sub and he tied me up and asked me if he could blindfold me 
he wanted he wanted to do the hot wax on me and i'm like i've never enjoyed the hot wax i knew that before and he asked me if he could blindfold me and i straight up told him no i did not want to be blindfolded because i didn't trust him yeah that, yeah like that is the basis of every that is the single most important thing about a bdsm relationship is the trust mm -hmm. and if you knew a lot of I, she has a lot of friends that are in a group with her and they chat and they talk about well he says this he says that and i always want to just say look you need to understand the difference between a bdsm relationship and an abusive one. yeah I, what you're telling me is he's abusive because she'll say, well, all the stuff they're telling me is not. And I'm like, there is a fine line between the two, but you have to understand and realize when you're no longer in a BDSM relationship and you are in an abusive relationship because that can go bad real fast. Yeah, that's like I was saying with my story there. The, when he put the marks on my neck after I told him that was not something that was okay and he just laughed and basically not okay. do it some more yeah, okay. you know that's what i knew that was not like i said if you don't have that trust it doesn't it goes from being a bdsm relationship to a toxic abusive relationship it's, there has it's to like be having a word that doesn't work yeah there has to be that trust and that respect there but uh let's move on to mike's question so he doesn't think that i forgot about him he wanted to know if you guys um, have ever done or if you guys are into exhibitionism yes. as part of your lifestyle there. Yes. We we have done actual shows at venues, so yes. Oh, I would love to do that. I would. I am a total <laughs> exhibitionist, and I've never – I don't think I've ever dated a guy that's willing to do it. Oh, I got, man. I got – I had I had a guy that he's also an exhibitionist, but only to an extent. And I am like full board. I will screw anywhere. <laughs> See, I I kind of for the longest time. I first of all, I didn't know what exhibition exhibition was. I was like, what is that? You know, I had no idea. That's where you exhibit yourself for all the world. I realize that now. <laughs> yes, I am well learned now in the world of sex things. Um, and obviously having an fans and selling pictures and videos of myself, I clearly am an exhibitionist. Um, I do participate in, um, three ways and cockholds or whatever, whenever I can. So I, I, I now know that that is who I am as a person and I do enjoy it. Um, it is a little bit different. I will say on cam versus in real life. Um, the first time I ever had somebody approach me and be like, hey, do you want to <laughs> do you want to have sex while my friend watches? And I was like, um, I, don't, I don't really know. And this was, of course, before I started doing the cam work stuff. So I was a little bit um, insecure with my body. Um, and I wasn't really into the idea of somebody seeing me naked aside from who I was having sex with. But once I started doing the cam work and getting more confident and stuff with my body, that's when I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah, it turns me on. I like yeah. it. Let's do it some more. Yeah. Let's bring some people in the room. I don't care. But everybody can see it. 
Well, a lot of ours are just like um, the tutorial type uh, shows that we do, where it's it, like you get guys who they're like, oh, I want to do this, then the third. And so I teach a lot of people. I've been doing this so long now that I'm teaching people the proper techniques, the proper thing of the big thing aftercare. You can't have a, this long session with somebody and then just let them go. It's like if you've done a session for 20 minutes, even 30 minutes, now 10 minutes if it's an intense one, and they are not in a safe space after you're done, you're going to fail them because they don't know how to get back to that. Basically, their feet are need to get back on the ground. So right. you have to have the proper aftercare. If you, let's say you've done flogging and they're well, you need to make sure that, you know, all those are taken care of. If they get into subspace, you're going to possibly, as a dom, have to sit there and hold them until they're back into reality. That's the only way I can say it. Because now, I want to bring up a question here because I'm sure that there are some people out there who this has crossed their mind while they're talking. Well, you guys are talking about this. Um, a couple of years ago, uh, the book came out and it was very popular at the time. I hate Everybody that got book. I don't even need you don't even need to go there. What's the name now, of Daisy Gray? That series? Yes. Now I just I now as I said, I'm somebody I, I believe that I've, you know, submerged myself into that lifestyle. I am part of the BDM lifestyle. But I like to know from other people, because it's not like I, I I meet a lot of people community on a personal level or talk to them on a personal level or whatever. What are your guys' thoughts and opinions from that about that book series? Because, you know, like I said, it was super popular and all My that. My thoughts and opinion was people were fantasizing and thinking of it as a oh, this is great. This is what this is like. And it was one of the biggest disservices I've ever seen someone who's really in the lifestyle. Because there was a lot in there. There were some good points in there. But there was a lot in there that just is not how things happen. Right. And I had a lot of people like, oh, well, yeah, no, no, I, I've read the book, so now I know what you're talking about. No, you have no idea. Right. Yeah. And so in my, in my opinion, as a person who does participate in the BDSM lifestyle, those books were a disservice because it was, it's like saying, you know what? This is all you guys do. If someone doesn't agree with what you're saying, then it doesn't matter, which that's not true. You have to be like, he was a, the portrayal of Christian Gray as a dom, he was a bully, not a dom. He was just one big kid who was a bully who wanted his plaything. Right. So, but yeah. That's, that's my humble opinion about those books. I read them, I watched the movies, and I did not like any of it. Okay, Becky, go ahead. Um, I also want to point out the fact that a lot of people, a lot of men, mistook everything about those books and started going out and raping women because that's what they wanted. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Now, huge I, wrong I, message. Huge wrong message. I I I agree like a hundred percent with Ken on that. Like the book, they did have some points in there that were really good and all that. Um, but for the most part, the Christian Gray and the way he acted and all that, he he crossed the line. Funny. He went from BDSM into that toxic where the girl was his and his alone and nobody else could have her and all that and it, it a lot of times books do that where they take a love story or a trusting relationship between two people and they turn it into something really toxic and yet people still idolize it um they did it with like harley quinn and the joker they did it with um oh god what was the other one that i had in my mind uh, Twilight was, I guess, something yeah, that was I the never, same. I never similar, read the gray books. There. I, I they never were read very... any Twilight. Well, I've never gotten any, any of that stuff. One of the things that I did find out later is the young girl admitted he was not familiar with the BDSM community. And the first thing that came to mind is you write a book and in an authoritative way about something you have no idea about. Why not most at least authors, most, uh, reputable authors would do research on a subject before yeah. they write a book. She took every single cliche, every single misgiving about BDSM and put it in those books. Every single one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I, I did enjoy the books themselves. I'm not going to lie. I actually did enjoy them. Um. But as far as like Christian Grey and his his woman, and like I said, how possessive he was over her, that I did not mm-hmm. like. I mean, I like I did like the part where he was like he told her, you know, do your own research before you try to get into this lifestyle. That I agreed with a hundred percent. You know, you you know, telling them to research the lifestyle before they get into it, which is ironic that his character t- talks about that, but. You know, the writer of the book didn't do the research for the book. <laughs> very true. Um, and, 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 well, very, like I said, she yeah. used every single bad thing there was.
making sure she's safe and secure. And if y'all want to discuss this later, discuss it later outside of here. But yeah, sometime, you know, it's a wash. You're done. Yeah, and that's that's like part of the reason why we do this this show is because we like to show people who maybe don't know about the like certain lifestyles or rules or etiquettes of you know the more kinkier side of sex and life in general they they don't understand things and that's kind of why we do this show is to bring the truth out to them to explain to them that it's not about bdsm isn't necessarily about spanking somebody or tying somebody up or you know, whatever. It's about the trust between the two people and yes. the lines that there are in place that can very easily cl- cross if you don't do your homework, if you don't do the, the the research and understand what is really going on in those types of relationships. You know, and I, I'm sorry, I, I do have to interrupt for just a second. So my biggest problem with a lot of uh, uneducated, either whether whether it be books or people who want to get into BDSM without actually doing any factual research. But the gray books, in my opinion, justified the actions of sadistic fuckers, That's abusive, not- abusive people find justification in what they're doing and it's not okay it's right never okay and that's, that's what we're trying to get at is her those books were really aimed at people who were abusers mm-hmm. not your true doms because right. i have literally had people be like well why don't you do this instead because that goes past her limit or we'll be doing a scene and someone will be like Oh, can I join in? Can I do this? No. I don't know you. We don't know. You know, if she says that's okay for you to be there, participate, then it's okay. But I don't know you. She doesn't know you. You know? Right. This is a teaching session so that you can learn. And so a lot of times people are like, well, in the movie, I crashed that thought already because you're going to tell me something that in my opinion, was misinformation. See, and that's that's why I think like the Gray Books, that series, that's not so bad for somebody who is actually informed and knows about the lifestyle and is a part of about them. Those books are fine for somebody like that because they can understand the right and the wrongs in those books. But as far as like a newcomer goes or somebody like that, like who's completely vanilla, I, I don't like those books. I don't recommend them for those people because they don't understand those right and wrongs right offhand. They can't enjoy the actual good parts of the book because they they don't know the right from the wrong, you know. And another thing that did bother me about those books, and if I hadn't known about the lifestyle before I read those books and I wouldn't have noticed this, was the way the girl acts throughout it goes back to him every single time. She he allows yes. his toxic to continue yeah well that's what i said it it is and for lack of a better way of saying this that was an abusive relationship and the thing that abusers do is they always draw you back yeah it's exactly where i was going and abusees 
always feel they have to go back. Yep. <laughs> because yeah. Oh well, I I have to I have to go back because he controls everything. Like yep. literally, he controlled every aspect of her life without her having any yeah. way out. So now I'm your abuser, and I control everything. You have nowhere to go. Yeah. Oh, you want to go home? I'm going to show up at your house. Yeah. You it's, there? I'm going to show up there and and tell you you need to come with me. And that and, and that's what I'm saying is about the, these books. Like people who are abusive find justification with this. It's I I, I could not be more against this. Yeah, and see well, that's the same thing when that there was that movement a few years ago for uh like gay rights and um you know all the the LGBT community like when they were trying to make their equality movements and all that and pedophiles jumped on that train too trying to claim that their love is just some misunderstood love yeah. too or whatever. Yep. We all know that's a load of bullshit, yeah. but it's the same thing. It's the same concept is they find some bandwagon to jump on and use as a mask to justify their actions. Abusers use BDSM relationship. Oh, well, I'm a dom. No, what you are is an asshole who likes to take control and abuse people. Right. And it's, that's like, that's why I said, if, if it, if you're a researched, educated person in that aspect of something, then yes, those books would be fine for you because you can identify the right and wrongs and still find enjoyment in the books because i actually did like the books however i do know that they clearly made some mistakes in there and there was clearly lines crossed and it wasn't the type of relationship that i actually enjoy to have but like i said there were certain parts that i did enjoy in the book obviously the the, the kinky sex stuff when they were having their sex scenes i was like okay this kind of hot <laughs> but there i i knew well enough to know that oh he said stop and he didn't stop that's a problem you know number one but if it was somebody who was uneducated i would not recommend them books like i actually had friends who i knew very well i knew they were quite vanilla they were like oh my god i want to read that series and i'm like look listen let me explain something to you <laughs> stop you from reading this book but i need you to understand that as somebody who into this lifestyle this is not how it goes you know i had to make it very clear to them before they read that book and a couple of the friends who i made clear to that that's not how it goes they did come up to me and they were like okay so i read the book so what's so wrong about it what was so bad about it because i don't understand you know a couple of them did come ask me they did come ask me they did ask me questions and i did explain it to them a few of them didn't. They were just, oh yeah, that was hot. I'm I'm a BDSM now. And I'm like, no, you're not. No, you're not. You're really not. But okay. You know? So like I said, again, if you're educated, I think those are fine. If you're not, I don't recommend that you read them and just assume that you're a part of that lifestyle. If you're gonna read them, go ahead and do the research too. Like look up that lifestyle, look up what goes into it too. And make sure the information matches up, or if it doesn't, you understand what's right and what's wrong. You know, verify your sources. One hundred percent. I have. I do have. I do have. I do have another comment. So, um, I don't care if you are a dom or a sub. I. It doesn't matter at all. But what you need to understand first, if you're going to get into any kind of relationship like that. 
is that you have to be a strong, independent person to go into a relationship like that because you need to set your own limits. If you're a, if you're a stub, you have to set down the ground rules like this is the line right here. And you need to defend yourself when your partner crosses the line or be prepared to. Yeah, and like I said, when she continued to go back to him after he crossed her line, she was a very codependent person. Yeah. Now, granted, if you haven't read the books, you don't understand. She started off as a virgin. Okay, this man was her first, and yeah. he didn't directly start out with BDSM. He did. Okay, well, before we go any further, let me make regular plain old vanilla sex with you and then you go do your research and then we'll figure it out from there you know what i mean like i said there that was some of the parts i did like but she was a very codependent person and it set the tone for the entire relationship with them and that's why he got away with being an asshole well see a lot of it was um not just that she was codependent and i looked at some of the other female characters in the movie he prayed he and i use this word very literally he preyed on weaker women yeah i agree well he did stay and well whoops i mean look at because when you think of the other characters the secretary who came in the secretary at any time could have told her this is this but he had all the weak all the weaker women at the point of his way or no way. Yeah. And, and that's just it. Don't speak out of turn. Don't speak out of pocket. Don't do that. Yeah. And my and, was at any time, anyone could have stepped in and said, hey, this is this. You know, you need to understand exactly what he's wanting of you. So. Right. And I mean, like I said, it did. He did state in the books that, like, or well, the writer did state in the books that Christian only picked out women who were a mess already. You know, he said something along those lines that they were a mess and they needed something. You know what I mean? Like, but that's the thing. Like, I mean, it all boils down to the trust and the respect for your partner. One hundred percent. And that's why. That's why I wanted to bring up those books because, like I said, when I first when they first came out and I read them, I was I had just got it started in the community of BDSM and all that. But my research came from other sources. It didn't come from that book. I did actual research. I started learning about those things as I went along, and then those books came out, and that's when I found a lot of those inconsistencies, and that's what like divulged me deeper into my research about the BDSM lifestyle was the fact that I was like, wait, that's not what I read. That's not what I learned. That's not right. You know, I started picking up those inconsistencies because I was not, I wasn't experienced, experienced, but I had already known from previous research that that was not what, yeah, that wasn't what was portrayed by the community. So again, um, I, I I personally liked the books themselves, although there were a lot of inconsistencies with how the actual lifestyle goes. I think they were well written in the fact that 
the imagery created was very well thought out, but as far as the actual actions and characterization of Christian Grey and their relationship itself, I like I said, it was flawed. It was flawed, and that solely came from the fact that the writer didn't do his research beforehand. You you could see on some other things is like after it pointed out his abusive side, the first thing he did, the first thing he said to her that told me that he was just a jerk was she wanted to leave and he said, I can't live without you. I can't survive without you. That's the manipulator. Yeah, that's yeah. Well, at that point time, it was like, wait, if you were just her dom, even if you were in love with her 100%, you do not tell someone who wants to exit a relationship you can't live without them because then you're trapping them in there thinking what's he gonna do if I leave and he 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 basically acted like he was broken then when she left he was broken mm-hmm. yeah you have to be your own self your own individual you have to be strong on your own as well as a part yep which yeah Becky made that point too and and at, at, like I said that's it all boils down to the mutual trust and respect you have for your partner and yourself. Right. You have, to, you have to know each other's limits as well as your own. You have to be able to stand on your own. You, you basically cannot be a prick going into a relationship like this. You cannot be an abusive person going into a relationship like this because you will always, always cross those lines. Yep. And That's also, all it is. Sub, you always have to be able to stick up for yourself like that is not okay always be able to say it's not okay right but um, but a lot of people get into relationships like that and they don't they they want everything until the guy crosses or until the dom crosses the line i shouldn't say guy because it goes both ways it really does there are very abusive women out there in the world so when, when the dom crosses the line and doesn't respect you and you don't have the willpower to say no, stop. You know, like it is not okay. You 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 have to have that ability in order to put yourself in that situation. If you don't, you're gonna be a victim. Well, see, the thing was in the books, she did tell him to stop. She did tell right. him no, right? And he didn't care. Yeah, right. but she also really. She also did not stand by her convictions this as she true. kept going back to him every single time that he crossed the line. 100%. So it, it goes both ways. Like, I'm not about victim shaming, but I do firmly believe that if you're in an abusive relationship and you choose to continue to go back to that person, at the end of the day, that's on you for not standing in your own convictions. You don't deserve that. You don't deserve what happens to you, but nobody can help you if you choose to continue that relationship. See, that that is one thing, one good thing about the community. And I'll say it this way. Most of the time, if someone in the community sees that going on, they will speak up. If I see a sub being abused, I'm going to speak up. If I see a dom that you know, the sub has used her safe word and he's like, whatever. I'm in the moment and we're going to, hey, hey bro, you might want to back off for a second. I'm assuming that the word she keeps repeating is your safe word. 
she needs space, you know? Right. And that's, that's like what I said, you know, when, when my friends started books and weren't aware, I was like, just so you know, that's not what it's like. And, you know, either do some more research or ask questions. So just start diving into this stuff. Well, a lot, but, a lot of people who want to get in it that I know personally, I'll be like, Hey, before you jump head first into this pool, we have munches. We have other things that we do in the community. This is where they're at. This is when they are. Come out and talk. Come out and meet people. Right. You know, understand that I had a sub who literally tried to smear me in the community. And I was so well known that people were calling me saying, hey, this person's out here saying this, that, and the third about you. I'm like, I'm not even in the States. What do you mean? I'm like, well, this is what she's telling everybody in the community. But we all know you, so what's going on? We want your side of it. So I came up. I gave my side. Like, hey. And she happened to be at one of the munches, and I, I showed up. I'm like, what is this? I'm doing this and the third. Oh, well, you know, I, I was just mad at you. I'm like, mm, you don't do that because my reputation in this community is already set in stellar. So when you're saying these things out here about me, people are coming to me immediately. Like my phone's blowing up. I'm getting texts like, hey, this person is saying these things. This person is doing this. They're using your name. And it's like we get it handled. So if and, you know, in the end, it, it all worked out. But like I told her, I said, you should never do that because you don't know who you're talking to who knows that other person. Right. And. Well, first of all, people. it's very immature to be talking shit about somebody, spreading rumors and lies behind yeah. somebody's back. Like, if you're going to talk shit, make sure you're telling the fucking truth. Because you're going to get called out some on people, it. Some people don't think that way. Some people yeah. are going to try and, are- and do the most damage where they think they can. Right. And but- like I said, in our community, I mean, like I said, we're in... Uh, the city we're in, I've been in the community since, Jesus Christ, 93, 94, like in events and all that. So I'm like, I literally have people see me out and they're like, hey, we're doing this or come here for this. And it's like, okay. And I, we communicate with each other. It's like, that's the way it's supposed to be. That way, if there's... She met a young lady whose dom was abusive, and the lady mentions his name. I'm like, yeah, that guy's a jerk. He's not an actual dom. He is an abuser who colors himself and says, I'm a dom. But I said, really, he's an abuser. There are several subs who he's abused, and when they figure out what he is, it's too late. She's like, well, yeah, I figured it out, but we'd already been together for some time before I figured out that's what it was. Yeah. So, well, you would think that I, since since the the whole BDSM community community is so based off of trust and honesty that you wouldn't have rumor spreaders. I'm right. just saying. She she well, was she was she was new in the lifestyle, trying to use me to make a name for herself, and didn't realize what she was doing was going to come back. Huh? As a big fat liar, because that's what she is. She, she, figured, she figured I wasn't in the state. I would never know. Well, so, um, literally, it took, wrong, Karen. Less than a week. <laughs> it took less than a week 
for the information to get back to me that she was threatened? Well, um, I've gone over here a bit, so oh. I just want to. Oh, yeah. I want to get this <laughs> wrapped up so we don't uh, go too much longer. But what is like one final piece of, uh, let's say, advice or something that you would give um, somebody about this lifestyle, whether they be new to it? What's like your favorite piece of advice to give somebody on this subject? My favorite piece of advice is have fun, be dirty, be respectful. Lede? <laughs> um, have an open mind because I, I cannot imagine now. I'm glad that I was that I kept enough of an open mind to explore because it, it has changed my life. It's like I'm a I'm a different person. Um, yeah, it, it's I'm I'm awakened now. It's how I, I just I'm awakened now, and yeah. So I I just I just want to say like 20 years ago when I was into it, I felt sexually liberated. Yeah. Do you, do you feel that way? Absolutely. It's and 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 especially when I am like when he gets me into subspace. I, I mean, I hate it, but the first time I experienced it, I think I cried for maybe 30 minutes I, like a baby, and I couldn't, I, I was trying to, in my mind, trying to, like, where, what, what is going on here? And then when he explained, like, when you remove one or more sensories, you know, senses from, it, it, it heightens the other senses, and so it just took me to a, some, I had never gone there before. But when you can see, like, the first time, <laughs> um, one time when he went down on me, I saw a, a, like a burst of color, like a kaleidoscope of color. My eyes were wide open, but it was dark outside. So I could like, it, so it's like I, I kind of go somewhere and he has to make sure I get back before. <laughs> before, Because <laughs> there was one time I, I had it so bad. I was like, like laying in bed for like four days, just in a daze. like what happened? Yeah. I, I've been there before too. Um so we're gonna wrap it up. I I wanna remind you guys I'm on OnlyFans, Horny Quinn. Um on Holy OnlyFans, you guys can get on there, find my profile, subscribe there. Uh follow me on Facebook. You can follow Becky on her Facebook. Uh do you guys have any links where they can follow you, find you guys, see if they can ask you questions? Uh we will I'll provide those with uh you guys in a little bit. We are just now getting started, so we will be out there and again our website and our podcast, which we will be starting really soon. Awesome. Will be strictly educational because there's a lot of things again, a lot of misinformation. So best way to fight bad information is give them good information. He's going to have one or both of us on your show. That would be fun. <laughs> yeah, that's, that is one of the things that I look forward to doing. Yeah, And you are welcome back anytime because there is a lot of information we did not cover. Yeah, we'll definitely, we'll definitely probably get you guys back on here one or two more times at least. And then 
once you guys get your stuff up, let us know. We'll give you guys um, a shout out on you our can page. Find us on Instagram. I'm in, on Instagram. I believe we have an Instagram. I don't know. Mike runs all that stuff. Yeah. I know we got a Twitter. I've got a Twitter. I'll shout you out on my Twitter page. Um, you guys can find me on Twitter. Okay, we'll get all that over to you guys. Thanks, Mike. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you. All right. We're signing off. Don't forget to be yep. low. Happiness over everything. Absolutely. Rub some clits. For the love of God, no vagina bombs. <laughs> <laughs> Good night, everybody.